Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher the Woodpecker Lives podcast. This is Brian, joined by my co-host, Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share their thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Today, we want to talk about the art of conversational learning. Uh, Paul brought this up to me after recording one day, and uh, I guess this is a value that I add to the podcast. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit and how we might be able to apply that to our marriages. But before we hop into that, just wanted to encourage you to lean into our community. Just look up Marriage is Tougher on all of our socials, uh, IG, fa- Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, just searching Marriage is Tougher, or you can hit us up at our website, marriageistougher.com, where you can see the list of all of our episodes, as well as fill out the form if you'd like to be a guest or have any questions that specifically comes to our inbox. Um, and if you have any other questions or comments, um, you can reach us out, just DM us on Instagram, and we will get back to you. But let's uh, move forward in this topic. Yeah. It's funny. After we just opened the show there, I realized what I said, and I want to give you kudos because this is a value you add to the podcast as well. Um, And the reason I can say that is because it's something that I've not only learned from you, but I have learned from you, right? Um, I remember long ago, we talked about, I guess, in the way we can effectively communicate by, you know, stating that you heard what your wife has said, you repeat it back, right? And uh, move forward in the conversation from there. So this is certainly not only a value that I add to the podcast, so I didn't want to make it sound that way. Um, you know, but this is a way that I really like to communicate. It in my experience, makes people feel like they have been heard. Um, it works at my job quite quite well, mm-hmm. right? Um, it works in sales quite well. You know, um, in that arena, it allows you to sort of dispel concerns uh, in the manner that if I repeat back to you what you said we've now locked it in and then if i behind that also ask you do you have any other concerns and you tell me no i can now address that and you have no leg to stand on you can't bring back some old stuff like some folks like to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean um it actually is all those things that you said uh but just to go back for a bit. If you're just tuning in to this, if this is your first time, thank you uh, for tuning in. If you've rocked with us for a little bit, you you may be able to catch on what Brian is saying because you've heard us say that. Um, But in essence, my wife and I, uh, we do marriage coaching. And one thing that we have couples do when they're talking to make sure that they understand what they're saying, a good exercise, it's um, what what we kind of call is what I what I hear you saying is so um, one of the, one of the people in the relationship will say, Hey, example, Hey, I really would like for you to get orange juice on your way home from the store. 
And then so the couple, rudimentary example. And so the spouse will say, what I hear you saying is, you want me to stop by the store and pick up orange juice? Um, and then to move on, there can be like, is there anything else you'd like me to pick up? Right? Um, but that gives the each person clarity on what's happening in the conversation. And that way, if the spouse that was to stop at the store said, uh, what I hear you saying is you want me to get orange juice and eggs and anything I think of at the store, then the, the, the spouse can say, no, all I said is I would need you to get orange juice, right? So there's there's communication, there's clarity, um, there's confidence in what you're being asked to do and to be able to complete whatever task or move forward in the conversation. Um, and there is a uh, uniting of uh, uh, there's a unification of we're both moving toward whatever we're doing when we speak like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to the topic of conversational learning, you know, when Paul adds, you know, the value that he does from his experience as not just a husband of what, 13 years now, uh, 14, it'll be 15, uh, Woo. in September. Yeah. Nice seriously. work. um and as a you know premarital counselor along with his wife and you know gaining the insight of couples and giving that advice selfishly i'm learning from him actively when we you know record these podcasts and so not only am i using that as a tool to converse appropriately but me repeating back what he has said allows me to basically add another layer of remembering, right? Like I can hear this, I can go back and listen to it. Obviously I'll hear it in editing and then hear it again when I listen to the episode uh, from its final production uh, when it's published. But in the moment, it allows me to really kind of like very deep what he said in my brain. So, you know, I, I can remember it and then actively recall it and use it when I need it. Uh, so, you know, it's not only, I guess is what the, the point I'm trying to make. It's not only a communication skill. It's, it's a very good learning skill, right? I've, I can remember even just using this in school not really knowing what I was doing, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it's comes natural to me to repeat back what I've heard because it's just easier for me to learn things that way. Yeah, I mean at the end of the at the end of the day, that is what learning is, right? You're receiving information, you're logging it into the bank of your brain. So then when you need to use it or reference it, it's there and you can communicate it or act on that information. So it's a quick way to, I love that you just said, you know, it's a way to reinforce what I've been learned or the information I've been given. It's a way for me to reinforce that I receive it. Um, Because yes, you take it in, you hear it, you take it in, but then when you give it out, there's just something about speaking things out that is a little bit more solidifying uh, into your memory, right? Because if you have to form your brain to be able to speak on something, you have to process it to speak it, Mm -hmm. right? You have to see if you understand it to speak it. 
and there's uh, specifically in learning and with your spouse in your marriage, like you want to make sure you have received that information that you're being given so that you can move forward and act according to that information. Yeah. I, I can almost equate it to taking notes, right? Taking notes in class. Um, I've even, you know, you take notes at work, right? To make sure you don't forget something. Uh, I could even imagine myself taking notes in a conversation with my wife, right? If you want to make sure that you don't forget something, if you're creating a list of tasks, chances are you're going to write that down, right? And I, I could say I don't always do that, but I guess it depends on how rehearsed or how often you've had the type of conversation you're having with your spouse, right? Um, like we have a vacation coming up next week and we're talking about the steps that we're going to take in order to be prepared and, you know, be able to leave on time, not forget anything, mm -hmm. make sure the kids are taken care of, you know, all the needs before we leave, right? How, how does the, the house need to be taken care of before we, we go? Um, and just like, like we're talking about that, that extra layer of reinforcement really has done wonders for me in my life. I, I mean, there's even been a time of my life where I wouldn't really have to study for a test just because I, I had taken notes. Like it, it's, it's really that powerful for mm -hmm. me. And I think over time I've developed the ability just to be able to, I don't want to say regurgitate, but repeat what I, I heard with, you know, from a teacher, a friend, you know, from you, um, from a coworker, from a boss, whatever the case may be, largely from customers, right? And I believe you said this already, but it really does provide a lot of clarity, right? If you think about talking to a customer and they're saying, hey, I would like this and this and this to happen, and you don't repeat it back. They don't necessarily know if you're going to be capable of delivering on what they've asked. Mm -hmm. Right. And that could translate to your wife as well. Right. Hey, I need you. I, you know, just in our scenario, my wife goes to work at night. Um, Hey, I, I would really like your help uh, around the house. Could you, you know, do the dishes, make sure X, Y, and Z is done for the kids and you know, whatever else. It could be. If I don't repeat that back to her, chances are I'm probably going to forget one of those tasks or steps to the task, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll even say, you know, for a specific task, she might say, you know, this task requires steps one, two, three. <laughs> and if I don't either write that down and or repeat it back, I will more than likely just forget. So, you know, it's it's beneficial for both sides. Yeah. I mean, I liked what you said. It, in essence, it is verbal note-taking, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, imagine if using the school scenario, right, your teacher goes through a lesson, then you give them back the notes and say, here, this is what I, then they'll be like, man, like, you're really on top of it. Or, oh, you missed something such in here. This is an important part. Right. So verbally, you're going to say, I'm taking notes and this is what 
I've gathered you said. Right. And using that note scenario, right, the better the note taker, the better prepared you are for a test. Right. So, you, I mean, the better my notes were, the less I, ha- I had concern when it was coming to test time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that analogy that you gave. It's just and I'm probably going to use that. Yeah, it's verbal note taking. Yeah. Um, but with the teacher being able to go back and be like, oh, yeah, like that was spot on or no, I didn't mean that or you missed this part, right? Because if you have a hole in your notes and you don't know and you never study what is needed, then that section of the test, you're flying by the seat of your pants. And that's not always the best thing to do in relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Or tests. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because, uh, Um, you know, the, the results will surface in one way or another, right? The whether you pass the test or not. And, uh, you know, when my wife, what I'm thinking about is when my wife comes back to the door and sees whether or not her requests were, you know, completed or not. Um, you know, I've, I slip up every once in a while, but I think that's less of, uh, me not hearing what she said and more of me being lazy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's um, like you said, you can do it in any arena, right? You know, what I hear you, hear you say is this, or what I thought you said is this, or whatever your version. I mean, for us, I think what I hear you saying just validates the person that you're talking to even more. Um, so I think that's a very powerful phrase to say with whoever you're having conversation is, because it's not... They don't have to, when you say that, that lets them know you weren't distracted. You weren't thinking about something else. You weren't trying to come back with a rebuttal. You weren't trying to, you know, get on your phone or anything. It's just like, okay, so yes, you heard me. I feel heard. We all want to feel heard. Mm. So that statement is an affirming statement that you heard what they were trying to say. And that in itself um, builds trust builds uh, a a level of vulnerability for that person to actually be more truthful um, and be able to express their feelings and what they need. Um, And that is very important in building a relationship with someone, whether it be your spouse or a working relationship or a customer, you know, business owner, you know, that type of thing. So I think that's very important. I would say start with that. Start with what I hear you saying is and see how that works for you. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to make a small turn. I might make you a little uncomfortable. Uh, I'm thinking about conversational learning and what it is we learn from our wives when conversing with them. All right. And one of the things I've learned from my wife is how to converse with her, right? Um, I hear the way she speaks to me and I hear the way that she makes requests. Um, I hear the tone she uses and, you know, I, even with her speaking to others, I hear the way well, I'll say 
the children specifically. Okay. I, I hear the way she interacts with them and I hear the way she cares for them, even when disciplining them. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is something that I guess I I've, I'll say I wanted to work on more. I'm not going to say I'm bad at it, but I would like to emulate her a little bit more, right? Because I, I I find myself being sometimes a little too stern, but the background I came from, I think I largely feel that sometimes that is warranted, mm-hmm. but not always. So I think my wife and I have a, a good balance in that. But I would ask you, you know, what is what do you learn from your wife while conversing? That's a good question. Um, everything, right? It's uh, being a sponge and being ready. I think specifically for me, it's how to how to communicate clearly in what could seemingly be an uncomfortable space. Mm. Right. And uh, my wife and I were in, you know, coaching sessions all the time and they can get dicey, right? (laughs) Like it can be, you know, couples heated talking to each other. And I've learned how to calmly respond without flinching um, Mm. from her. And, and I've also learned how to push when people don't want to give their all when they've said they wanted to give them all their all. So knowing their heart wants to, but you know, like all of us, when it gets tough, we have to make that decision. Are we going to really do it? And in coaching, that's it. That's what it's about. It's like pushing people to do what they say they want to (laughs) do. Right. So I've learned how to speak in a manner that, um, has authority, but with care of that person's heart. Um, but because I'm more, and again, the whole background thing, I'm more like coming with a sledgehammer, like, (laughs) you know, but she's, she's more like, I'm just going to ice pick this one little part. Mm -hmm. And when I, when that is chiseled down, you'll see, and you'll, you'll see the value and you'll go for it yourself. So, that's so beneficial. That's that's wild. I like that quite a bit. I I think that's something I would like to develop as well. Um, I think it's something I can do, uh, and probably have done to some extent, mm-hmm. but I haven't put myself in the area of coaching for very long. Right, like I've coached athletes for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've trained people, which is a form of coaching. Um, But I think even within that, I could probably use some improvement with my technique. So, you know, that's a little off topic for me, but just kind of putting that in my, in my head there that uh, is something I want to do. Yeah. And I think even, Um, You know, that was kind of from the coaching perspective, but the personal perspective is uh, my wife knows me and she knows when I'm uncomfortable, whether it's 
my face, my silly grin, my uncomfortable body posture. Um, but she's learned when to lean in and when not to. Like when God's telling her, nope, got to tell him because <laughs> I've been telling him and he's not listening. Um, or it's when she's like, you know, I'm going to bring this up and he's going to hear it or he's not going to hear it. But, you know, if God's telling me to do it, I'm going to say it. And, you know, most of the time in those uncomfortable situations, it is God using her because I'm being disobedient to something that I've seen or I've, it's a confirmation. Like it's me battling my mind. Is this me? Is this him? Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing it? And then it's like he'll just use her to be like, no, this is what it is. Um, so I think her being able to lean into those spaces that are uncomfortable for me, but how to be confident from the communicator instead of the communicate the one communicated to, and really being firm in what you know you should say and just saying it with, with the person in mind who you're speaking to so they can receive it that best way. Yeah. I <laughs> I was just thinking at our most basic level this is how we learn to talk. We hear our parents or our environment say words and we try to repeat them back. And then more and more we learn to use those words in context, but we do that through conversation. <laughs> No, that's that's perfect. I don't mean to derail you, but when you said in context, it just reminds me of my daughter when she was little, right? When she had a lot of things, um, we'd say, oh, that's a lot. Like, that's, well, we wouldn't say that's a lot. Oh, like, oh, Bella, that's too much. That's too much, right? So when she wanted a lot of something, she'd say, I want too much. <laughs> because we would always say, oh, that's too much. You're getting too much. You're pouring too much. And she's learning to, you know, grab you know, applesauce or bananas or whatever she was eating. Like, you know, you have too much on your plate, too much on your fork. There's too much in your mouth. Right. So, okay. A large amount is actually too much. Right. So, so, um, and obviously she's learned, you know, through society that, that it's actually a lot is what you would say. But I mean, it was cute, but it was just something like one of those things when you said you learn how to do that in context. So <laughs> that's that's first story. You never told that one before. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um I think that's all I've got on this one. It was I think a shorter episode. We're not uh, expiring our time, but we would like to take the opportunity to invite you to link up with us on our social medias. Searching Marriage is Tougher, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. If you'd like to be a guest, come meet us on marriagestougher.com. There's a short form for you to fill out there where we'll ask you a couple questions, qualify you to be on the show, and then make an official invitation. Um, Outside of that, we also have our past episodes archived there. So if you would like to go back, re-listen to something that you may think you have missed, or just listen to an episode that you thought provided a lot of value, you can do that there. Uh, We want you to really be a part of this community. So please engage with us on Instagram. Uh, Give us your topic ideas. Ask any questions you would like. And uh, just be a part of the communication. If you have 
any episode that you want to talk about, please do it there. And then lastly, please share our episodes. This is a way for us to get uh, new ears around our, uh, our podcast. Um, if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. We're trying to reach new people and create a larger community uh, of men, husbands who would like to contribute and be a part, uh, learn and share their experiences. So with that said, thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.